Well, it's so exciting uh, just to, to be here today. We have our kids here. Y'all show y'all's appreciation for all of our kids. Just looking forward to just a lot of fun, excitement. You know, but, but we don't want to dismiss some of the things that we do on a regular service. And, and you know, what's so powerful about what God's been doing, we've been reading through our Bible every single, um, every single day. I mean, I read my Bible every day. So we have a Bible reading plan. As a matter of fact, we have some new Bible reading plans that's going to come out. We're going to try to get them to you before January 1. So that way you can start reading a whole new set of scripture memory verses. So by the time you finish two years, that's, that's like one th- 104 memory verses. And I'm going to ask every one of you, that's going to be the test for next year's church membership. If you can recite all of those verses. Uh, I'm, I'm already, Doc, sorry, I'm not a member anymore. I mean, that's just... That's a lot to memorize. So, uh, but we're going to do our two-minute message. And before we do that, I'm going to invite Shannon. She just wants to come, our beautiful bride, to come and just share, has something to say. Yeah, I'm going to make it. Okay, so we have, we didn't have space on our announcements, if you didn't notice. But our women's uh, Christmas breakfast is this Saturday coming. So it's at 9.30 in the morning. We're going to have message, fun, all the good stuff. Come in your PJs. Uh, we're providing food for you. And bring a wrap gift, you know, between like 5 and $10, uh, whatever you can afford. If it's some used socks, bring it. Um, we're just going to do a gift exchange. <laughs> yeah, wash them first. We're going to do a gift exchange. And um, like Joey's mama used to say, wash them, wash them. Um, but listen, we're going to have fun. I have, I have a, a word on my heart. And uh, we're actually getting so big that we can't do it all in one room. Come on. So... We're going to be in one area to eat and have a little bit of fun and then come in here and have a message, okay? So, and we got worship for you. So, ladies, this is not for you dudes. All the ladies, okay? 9.30 a.m. Saturday here at the church, okay? So, we'll see you soon. Amen, amen. Just stick with me just for a second. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, my mama, she, she would always wash the clothes, wash right? We ate, we ate grind meat. Grind meat. Y'all, ever, y'all know what grind meat is? Yeah. Man, so anyway, this is part of being a Cajun. It's Sweet wonderful. Sweet dough pies. Sweet do- oh, don't even get me started. I haven't eaten. Watermelon so. runs. And- <sighs> Man. Okay, so anyway, so we just want to just take a moment, just say um, uh, thank y'all so much for just everything y'all do. It's, it's amazing. But we do have our two-minute message. But it comes to you via video from one of our children in our children's church. So please turn your attention to the screens. Good morning, everyone. My name is Amelia, and I'm going to be doing the two-minute message for this week. The scripture verses, Philippians 3, 7 through 8. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them all filth, so that I may gain Christ. And what this scripture means to me is that all earthly possessions, all the money, all the jewelry, all anything of value, everything, it is nowhere near to the value of God. It can't compete. And me, I feel like I would give up everything I have. Every valuable thing I could ever possibly own. To even know and be with Christ. Because he is truly that great. This has been the two-minute message. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, everyone! Man, didn't she do such a great job? Amelia's been coming, and she does the memory verse every single week. She just does such a great job with it. We're so proud of her. Uh, This morning, we are so excited to be able to be here to to present the Christmas production to you. Those of you that don't know me, I'm Pastor Travis Minnick. I'm the children's pastor here at the church. And I'm Brandy Fluke. I am the administrator for the children's ministry. The best administrator in all of children's ministry, in all of the land. 
we want to take a moment and tell you about a few of the things you're going to get to uh, see this morning that our kids have been preparing. They've been preparing for about two months now. If you got a bulletin, you should have had a Christmas card in there that the kids made for you. That's their little fingerprints on there for the lights. The screen you see behind me, one of our students, they would like to remain nameless, but uh, one of our eight-year-olds made the video screen for us. That, that's their artwork, not ours. Uh, we have our Christmas choir that's getting ready to bless you with a few songs here this morning. Our preschoolers have a skit that they're going to put on for you. Our elementary kids have a skit, and we just couldn't be more excited than to just come and present the gospel to you through our children this morning. And above all else, there's been a lot of prayer and prep for our team and our teams, our children. So we just want to thank you for being here, and we welcome Miss Shanna Glacier and Nathan Cormier and our choir.
man, didn't the choir do such a great job? Look, you are looking at the future of our worship team right there. Like, they are there. They're coming. We're going to need a bigger stage, Pastor Joe. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we need a bigger stage. We need a bigger choir. Uh, we're so proud of them. They're going to make their way off. They're going to come back and bless you with two more songs today. But as our uh, helpers and as our preschool kids get prepared, I want to tell you a little bit about what they have been preparing. Our preschool students are coming up and they're getting in their carts because they are looking for a place to stay. How many of you guys have been on a long road trip before and you are looking for a place to stay and it's like everywhere you go, there's just not any room. There's no place to stay. There's no place to stop. And they are going to go on their journey while they go on their journey. Because what's a long journey without some tunes on the way, without singing some songs along the way? And so they're going to sing a few songs for you here this morning. You may recognize the melody to the song, but the lyrics may be just a little bit different. And so for you to participate in, we're going to have them on the screen behind us. Feel free to sing along as our leaders take our, our preschoolers on their journey to look for a place to stay. Would you just give them a hand as they get prepared to start? We're going on a very special Christmas journey, so we have to find a place to stay tonight. It's going to be a very long trip. Do y'all want to come with me? Yeah! Okay, well, let's sing a song while we make our trip. Let's not. Any room here? No, no room here. Oh, well, there's no room here for us, but we have to continue going. Would y'all like to sing a song to pass the time? How are y'all doing? Yay! Okay, well, let's sing a song to pass the time. Let's see if there's any room for us here. Sorry, no room here. Oh, no, guys. There's no room for us here either. I'm starting to get a little tired. How about y'all? Yeah! Well, I know we'll find some place to stay soon, but let's sing another song to keep our spirits up. for us to stay now. Let's not. There's room here. 
Yes, there's room. I'm so glad that we found a place to stay tonight. This reminds me of the night that Jesus was born in the Bible. Mary and Joseph had a very hard time finding a place to stay too. Can we sing one more song to celebrate his birth? so precious. So just to give you a little bit of background, these are our toddlers through age kindergarten. Um, they're darling. They're, they're so cute. They're, we love to work with them. Um, they've been so excited to present this to you this morning. They've been practicing so much. Every Sunday we practice in class for the past month. Uh, the next item that we have for you guys is a video with what they want for Christmas. Some special Christmas memories, the meaning of Christmas to some, and some Christmas carols from a few of our children. gave his son to us on December and how he also he also gave him to us to sacrifice on a cross for all our sins.
What's your favorite Christmas song? Oh, holy night. Can you sing some? Yep. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. Okay, that's it. Guys, can we welcome our choir back on stage singing, O Come, All Ye Faithful. makes up most of the next part of our skit. Uh, we're going to invite our elementary students to come up, and they are taking a twist on the Christmas message. We're going to present it in just a little different way than maybe what you're used to. Our choir will be back after this for one last special song before we get into the word, but I just want to give you a little a heads up. They're lining up here, and we have something special for you today because we all have Christmas traditions. We all have things that we like to do as a family. And I think that these kids are one that we all enjoy together. And so I don't want to spoil the surprise. I don't want to do any of that, but they're getting lined up. We have all of our elementary kids, as Miss Brandy told you, our preschoolers and our toddlers. I'm going to come up on stage. Our preschoolers and our toddlers, they they uh, presented the first skit. This is our first through sixth grade students, and they've been practicing and rehearsing this for the last six weeks uh, as we've had Sunday service, taking time to memorize lines, to, to do, do their parts, to, to be all together. 
And we couldn't be more proud of what they're about to present to you. And so I want to introduce our narrator here this morning. Miss Margaret Byer is going to come. Can you just give her a hand? And we're going to present to you, come into the light. Thank you. Wow. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you all for joining me and my friends today. Isn't this exciting? It's been so awesome. Anyway, I always love seeing each and every one of you every time I see you. But today is extra special. I think because it's Christmas, you know, the Christmas season. Anyway, I'm always happy, as I said, to see you. And I just know that you've been enjoying everything that the children have presented. They have done such a fabulous job. Christmas is my favorite time of year. It's a time when families get together for maybe the first time all year. Imagine that. But that's how it is with some. There's lots of festivities, though, to keep us busy. Lots and lots of things to do to celebrate Jesus. We have lots of food, too. And I know everyone likes to make their signature dish to share with others, whatever that may be. Bring it out at Christmas. Anyway, uh, I'm so thankful that we're here to celebrate, and I'm honored to be able to do this today. I want to tell you that uh, I'm so excited and thankful for Jesus. Oh, wait, let me say that again. I am so excited and thankful for Jesus! Yeah, huh? Are you too? Good, good, good. I knew you were. Awesome. Jesus is our Savior. He's the Messiah, the Anointed One. He is the one that, the only one that can bring us out of the darkness and into the light. He reminded me on my way here today. He said, God said, you know, Margaret, I created the light. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, he said, let there be light. And there was. And he saw that it was good. I love the lights. We all have, as I said, our Christmas traditions. Just to name some that, uh, that I enjoy are setting up my nativity scene at home. I just, I love doing that. I have an older one my mom gave me 30-some years ago. I just love it. And another thing I like to do is set up, I mean, to read the nativity story from the book of Luke. I like doing that one. I also enjoy singing Christmas carols. But my favorite, my favorite tradition is decorating my Christmas tree at home. I mean, I actually decorated four this year. Now, they're not all big ones, you know. I can take them out and share them with people, but that's what I've done. I love decorating them. I like to play jazzy Christmas music while I'm doing that. It just kind of sets the mood. I also carefully place each ornament, and as I do that, it brings back very many, many, many Christmas memories from Christmas's past. And I cherish those memories a lot. But the best part, the very best part, are the lights. I love the lights. Who doesn't love the lights? They're all awesome. So the lights just make the tree glow. They change the atmosphere of the room. I guess you could say it's enlightened. <laughs> but anyway, today we have an extra special treat for you. You get to see Christmas from a different perspective. Join us as we see Christmas through the eyes of our Christmas lights. Ah. Hey, we're, we're on a tree. We're out of the box. Red, red, wake up. What? What's going on? I, 
was sleeping. Whoa, we're on a tree. Is it Christmas already? Either that or the family is having another Christmas in July birthday party. No, I definitely smell pine, and that is definitely gingerbread baking. You're right. And I think that is the nativity set over there. Should we wake up the others? Absolutely. We were made for this. Hey, Green! No, Mommy. Five more minutes. Come on, Green. Wake up. It's time for Christmas. I don't want to go to school today. I think I'm running a fever. Can I just stay in bed? Green, it's Christmas. We're on the tree. Whoa. I'm at the very top of the tree again. What is all this noise about? Oh, we are on a tree. It must be Christmas. Hey guys, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. It sure does feel nice to be out of the box and back on the tree. Being all packed up in the box without is a great view of all the decorations is the worst. Speak for yourself. Tell me when it's over. I hate being on the top of the tree every year. I can't believe that after all these years, you're still afraid of heights. Well, it's not like I can go see a therapist or Dr. Lin to work all this out. We are Christmas lights after all. Okay, okay, let's settle down. Let's check to make sure we're all here. We already have red, green, and blue, but what about your twins? Blue too, where are you? I'm here right next to last year's family Christmas ornament. Don't you remember all the fun we had last year? It was great Christmas. Red 2, how about you? I think I'm more of a rewe than an ordinary red. I'm here shining bright. Got it. We'll call you Ruby from now on. How about Green 2? Uh, I'm here glad to be out of that dark box. I'm scared of the dark. What is with you, Green Vault? Scared of everything. Well, it seems like everyone is here. But, but where is White? They must still be sleeping. Let's wake them up. Let's all yell, wake up, White, on the count of three. One, two, three. Wake, wake up, White. I did it. What the heck? White, are you okay? He didn't even move. It's not like him to miss Christmas. Is there an electrician in the house? You don't think his light went out, do you? White, come into the light. Come into the light. Oh no, you know what happens when one light goes out? They throw away the whole string. I'm too young to not electrify. Watch out, here comes Dad. I think he's going to unplug us. I want you all to know, I want you to know, I love you. No! Hey guys, oh wow, are we on the tree? It must be Christmas. What's wrong with you guys? White, your light, it's on, you're shining so brightly. Of course I am. I love Christmas and love to shine my light bright for all to see. Did we just get hung? But, but your bulb was burned out. We thought it was over for all of us. Welcome back. But how did this happen? Well, I was burned out, and my light was maybe a flicker at best. But thankfully, he came and gave me a new light. Now I'm restored and shining as I was intended. Oh, wow. I'm so glad he didn't just throw us all away. I can't imagine having no lights to shine on the tree. Well, what kind of Christmas story would that be? Our light was meant to be seen by all those around us. Merry Christmas! Aren't they awesome? Thank you, thank you, thank you, lights. You are awesome. See why I like the lights? They're just tremendous. So as we decorate and celebrate this Christmas, let's remember why we're doing this. Jesus came as a baby, and he lived a life just like us, but he did not sin. God sent his son Jesus as a ransom for us. John 8:12 says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. I choose life. I hope you choose life. 
When we see all of the lights around our homes and our communities this Christmas season, let it be a reminder of who Jesus is and why he came to earth. Jesus came to bring light into darkness. As I said earlier, God separated the light from the darkness. And Jesus came to rescue each and every one of us from sin. And he came to reunite us with our Heavenly Father. Would you be that light to someone this Christmas season and beyond? Now, let me caution you, don't put a limit on light or love or joy or faith or hope. There's no limit. Don't put it on. Now, everyone, let your light shine. It's not really fair to come up after watching your kids sing in the Christmas choir and have to deliver the, the Word of God, Pastor Joe. This just isn't fair, but here we are, and we're going to do it. If you just give our kids a big round of applause again, they did such a great job this morning. All of our leaders, all of our helpers, all of the children, we're so proud of them this morning. As Miss Margaret presented our narration for the, the last skit, she, she talked about John chapter 8, verse 12. 
And uh, we, we were talking leading up to this. We prayed and really believed that, that God put the pieces together for this morning. And, and just as Pastor said just this morning, just as Brandy said this morning, these kids' heart was never just to come up and do a Christmas production for you. Their heart was to minister the gospel. And I don't know about you, but I can sense his presence here. And none of us did that. The kids have facilitated what's happening, but we're talking about this scripture. And I know it's not the common Christmas passage that that we're talking about today, but when you look at what happened before Jesus came and said, I'm the light of the world, that you do not have to walk in darkness, what was happening before that was a woman who was caught in her sin was brought before him. That, that religious leaders had found her out. It wasn't a question. It wasn't even an accusation. Have you ever been caught in sin? It's not an accusation. You know. You know. You know that you're wrong. And, and she was brought. But when you look at how this was happening, there's some intentional things here that the world was putting on her. These religious leaders, they went and they found her. And instead of just taking her in the moment, and bringing what punishment was there by the law given by God, they had a scheme. And they brought her, and they brought her before Jesus. And I can just almost see the sinister smirk among, among their faces as they bring her, because now they've, they've not just got her, but they're going to trap Jesus too. And where was the man in all of this situation? And, and they were looking here at this woman and wanted justice. They wanted to see punishment laid out. This trap for Jesus is he's in a difficult spot. Have you ever been in a difficult spot? Because he can look and he can come in and he can be trapped by, by not accusing or because he, he's not willing. Either he's, he's a really harsh man and not who he said he was, or he doesn't follow God's law. It's a lose-lose situation. And so Jesus is faced here with, with people that he knew, peers, religious leaders, people that knew the word. And how does he respond? He kneels down and he begins to write in the dirt. I don't know what he wrote. I may ask him when I get to heaven. I want to know. It's one of those questions you may, just may never get the answer. But he begins to write in the dirt. And, and as I was going over this last night, we're, 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 we're having our kids present this morning. I'm like, how many times, parents, have you told your kids something? You've asked them a question, and then they turn and they start playing with the toy on the ground. And it's like, I just asked you a question. Why are you playing with that toy? And it's like, I'm, I'm seeing Jesus. And I'm like, I could, I could be a little frustrated as these religious leaders. It's like, you heard my question, but he's not bothered by it. And, he, and, he, and he's, not, he's, not, he's making a choice. Because he could go to the woman and he could say, you, sinner, you've made this mistake and just scold and reprimand and tear down and destroy this woman publicly in front of everybody. He could do that. She had sinned. She had made a mistake. We've all made mistakes. But he chose not to do that. He also could have looked at the religious leaders because he's done it before and began to bring correction to them. And begin to tell them on how their, their, their perception is, is, is wrong and how they're, they're not looking correctly at the situation. But he doesn't do that either. He just takes a break. And he gets low. And he just, he physically lowers himself. And he humbles himself. He's taking a knee in front of these other people that already think that they're higher than him. And he begins to empathize with where this woman's at. He begins to lower himself to where the woman is in her spirit. Because she's not standing proud. She's not jumping up and down and excited about what's going on in her life. She's caught in sin and feels her life is over. But he lowers himself. And he says, I'm here with you. I'm right here with you. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. Sure, there's a bunch of people accusing you. There's a bunch of people ready to punish you. But here I am, just drawn in the dirt. 
Let's just be children again. Can we just play in the dirt for a little? Can we get in the sandbox? Can we just, can we just take a minute? Can we just pause? Can we just stop worrying about our own wants, our own desires, and, and, and look at what's going on in here in the person? Can we look at people like people? But the religious leaders wouldn't have it, just like parents, you won't have it when your kid's playing with a toy and they're not answering your question. They say, we asked you a question. You didn't answer. And Jesus has a response. And he gives them an opportunity to look at themselves. He doesn't say you can't punish her. He says, you who is without sin, you throw the first stone. I wrote here, the persistence for punishment continued through eyes blind to their own shortcomings. They were so persistent to bring punishment and judgment and, 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 and justice to this woman's life, they couldn't even see that maybe they're fallible too. That maybe, maybe they need a stone tossed in their direction as well. But they were blinded because if I can make her less than, then I am greater than. Because if I, can, if I can reduce her light, then my light will shine so much brighter than everybody else. But it was a wrong perspective. It was a wrong way of looking at things. And he told them, use without sin. See, the accuser in these times had to, had to see the sin happen. And so the accuser was standing there. And they probably had the stone in their hand. And we're not talking the pebbles that we have in our parking lot. But one by one, I can just hear the stones drop. And they walk away. And drop and walk away. And Jesus is just back in the sandbox. Staying low. Staying humble. Because there was one that could cast a stone. But he was playing in the sandbox. He wasn't concerned with that at this time. It wasn't the right time for that. I'm not saying that there's not time for justice. I'm not saying that there's not time for punishment. I'm not saying we will all answer. But this wasn't the moment. This was restoration. This was an opportunity, not just for the woman, but for all the religious leaders. Every last one of them had the same opportunity, and one by one they left. And then Jesus rises and looks at her and says, where, where are your accusers at? Where they go? Where where are they at? I don't see them, Braylon. Where where'd they go? She said they they've left, and he said I don't condemn you either. And then he says a powerful statement that that shifted in my perspective. He said, "Go and sin no more." I think there's many of you in here that hear that phrase, and that's heavy on your heart. Go and sin no more, but you don't understand my circumstances. You don't understand my life. You don't understand what I'm about to walk back into as soon as I walk away from this situation. You don't understand how impossible it is for me to go and sin no more. Has that never been heavy on your heart when you've heard that phrase? Go and sin no more. And we create this self-defeating prophecy in our lives. Because I can't be perfect, I just won't try as hard. And you think about the woman who in this moment is feeling pretty good again because she's been released. But don't you know that you have to go back to reality? Don't you know that she's going to have to go back home? Don't you know that the others that know about her sin are going to face her? Don't you know that people are going to begin to gossip about her? Don't you know that names are going to come out, that they're going to begin calling her? Don't you know that the world's going to begin defining her and telling her who she is? Don't you know that people are going to label her and say, you are that sinner. You are the one. You deserve this punishment. Don't you know that she's going back to face that? But this phrase shouldn't be heavy. This phrase is hope. Think about her mindset for a moment. As she's being accused by these people, Jesus' voice, his literal voice will ring in her ears. I give you permission to go and sin no more. I am the son of God. I am the Messiah that you've been praying for. Go and sin no more. You are not what you've made yourself to be. 
This is not how I define you. I see you as my daughter. I see you as a child of God. I see hope. I see joy. I see peace. I see compassion. I see all of this in your life. Go and sin no more. Because what is sin other than just choosing to not follow God? It's a choice. It's a choice. My breathing, I don't think about. I'm thinking about it now because I just said it, but I haven't been thinking about my breathing all day. That's voluntary for the most part. I choose sin. I don't just like wake up in the morning, oh, I stumbled on my sin again. There it is. That's not how it happens. It's not how it happens. If that's how you think it happens, come talk to me. It's not how it happens. We choose it. Every time that I've spit in God's face, every time that I've rejected him, every time that I've sinned, it's been my choice. You can't make me sin. You can give me opportunity, but you can't make me. And Jesus, before we get to our verse 12 here, said, go and sin no more. I give you, I give you the right. I give you the ability. You're allowed to not sin anymore. You're allowed. You have permission from God to not sin anymore. Somebody in here needs permission today. You have permission to no longer sin. You have permission. Choose it. I can't choose it for you. I wish I could, friends. I have a hard enough time choosing it for myself. I can't even choose it for my children. But I want to. But there's no power in that. There's no power in that. This last verse that Miss Margaret read, I just want to read again. John 8, 12, it says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. What does your light look like today? What does your light look like today? We're talking about some real light here. We're not talking about the little LED lights around my neck, around the kids. We're, not, we're talking about some real light here. What does that look like in your life? I'm, I'm talking, you guys don't, aren't, you, you're not getting it. This is the light to break addictions. This is the light to overcome situations. This is the light to transform families. This is the light to transform communities. This is the light to transform eternities. This is the light that you need and you're not getting it this morning. This is the light that each one of us needs desperately in our lives. We have to have this revelation. I don't have any light of my own. I gave it up. When I chose sin, I, I, I'm not the perfect man. There was one, and he was the light of the world. Today, these kids, I know that they're just in T-shirts, and they have some lights around their neck and stuff, but as they stood here, they represent Christmas bulbs. They represent Christmas bulbs, and, you know, I can put bulbs on my tree, I can put them all over the place, Miss Margaret. I can light that thing up. I can decorate four, five, six, seven Christmas trees. I can do it. But if I never plug them in, if I never plug them in, you just got a lot of money hanging on a dead tree. You got dead bulbs on a dead tree. So this morning... What does your light look like? Is it a flicker? I love that my friend Harley, he kind of took his, his pack and he kind of, he took it and flickered it when they, when they shook it. Like he kind of flickered it like, oh, maybe there's a little bit, but there wasn't, wasn't enough. It wasn't until dad came and put a new bulb in that Harley's light began to shine so bright. Look, some of you today, you're like, you don't, you don't understand, Pastor Travis. My bulb's broken. My filament's gone. I'm cracked. I don't, I don't have the, the things that are necessary. That's okay. That's okay. Because I know the one that has the things that are necessary. And you don't have to walk out of this place today with a light not bright, shining brightly in your life. God gave me three words for us today. that You can be restored. You can be renewed. 
then you can be reunited. But you have to make that choice. So as we close, I just want to invite my friends, the altar team up here to, to, to line up here. Look, I don't know where you're at. I, I wish I could talk to each one of you every Sunday and have a long conversation. I can't. There's so many of us. But man, is that not a blessing? Because as our lights shine brightly, you're going into places I'm not going. I'm going into places you're not going. We're getting into the holiday season here. You may see family members, friends that you've not seen in a long time that you know need this light that we're talking about today, but they're not in the room. They're not here. That doesn't mean the message doesn't get to them. Friends, you get to decide, are you going to allow God to put that power in you that his light would shine brightly in your vessel? Because that's why you're here. Get on the string. Get plugged in. Be a part of, of his body so that he can shine his light through your life and bring his glory to people. That, that, that your friends, that your family, that your community would not be in darkness. That they would not walk in darkness. It says that he is the light that we would not walk in darkness. Friends, I don't think you can get through the rest of the day without seeing some darkness today. But if we could just shine a little light in that darkness, the darkness flees. So as the worship team begins to play, today is your opportunity. I'm not gonna wait around. I'm not gonna beg. I'm not gonna plead. But if you feel like the light is not bright, if you feel like it's just, it doesn't even, I'm not saying that you have no light. I'm saying that you want more. I'm saying that you want more. I'm a little jealous. Harley had three of these around his neck. I only got one. Harley's light's brighter than mine. Guess what? I'm going to come get some more light. I'm going to come get some more light. We want to pray with you this morning. We want to come in an agreement. We want to have God fill you completely. It's no longer, I, I shared this with Pastor last week. I wasn't going to share it, but Last week, God showed me a, an image of a glass. And it was being filled with water. <laughs> and as the water filled, got to the top, even to the point where you had like surface tension, and it's kind of like bubbling up around, but it wasn't spilling out of the glass. And it was completely full. And we we're like, God, ah, it's full. He said, stop defining full according to what the world tells you is full. This woman was defined by the men around her. And Jesus said, I have a different definition for who you are. You want the fullness of God? Stop, stop quitting at the top. Let him overflow you. No longer is it enough to just have your cup filled. If you're coming and just being filled each Sunday, go deeper. Go deeper. Jump in. Ask for more. He'll give it to you but you have to allow your vessel to be there. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna invite anyone in here that needs more light, that wants more light, that wants to be brighter, that wants to burn brighter, that people would begin to notice the Jesus in you over who you are. They begin to look at you and be like, who are you? I don't recognize you. Good. When I finish praying, Come to the altar. Please, come let us pray with you. Let us come in an agreement. Come pray for me too. I want more light. Just because I have the microphone doesn't mean I don't want more light. I want more light. I'm on staff. I want more light. I'm sorry. I want more light, Pastor. I want more light. I'm not satisfied. Lord, we just thank you, God, that you are such a great God. Lord, that your light shines brighter than the sun. Lord, that your light shines brighter than anything that we can imagine. Lord, today, let us not be satisfied with a flicker. Let us not be satisfied with just a part of your light, Lord. Lord, fill us to overflowing, Lord. Fill us with your light. Lord, that we would go out, Lord. Lord, that we would not hold it for ourselves. That we would not be selfish with it, Lord God. That we would not keep it, Lord, but that we would give it out. Lord, that your glory would be extended, Lord God. Lord, that you would have all the glory from it, Lord. That we would see souls, Lord God, come into relationship with you. Lord, that we would see lives transformed, Lord. That we would be, see people from come from the darkest pits, Lord God, and begin to glow, Lord God, with your glory. Begin to glow with your light, Lord God. Lord, right now, Lord, pour out your presence upon us, Lord. 
Pour out your presence upon us, Lord God. Equip us, Lord God. Lord, stir us up, Lord. Repair us, Lord God, that we would carry your glory, Lord. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. And we are coming after that this morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you come to the altar? Would you come? Would you receive? Would you come get light? Would you come ask God for a little bit more? Would you be hungry? Would you thirst after him? The communities that we're praying for, the family members that we're praying for, the prodigals that we're praying for, the things that we are believing God for, we need more of him. Friends, you can't do it by yourself. Friends, you can't do it on your own power. You can do it for a season. But would you come? Would you ask for more? Would you go after God? We're not in any hurry. I'm not holding you captive. If you got to go, you can go. But I'll be right here. I'll be right here. Would you join me? all stand our feet here this morning thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord come on I just want to take a moment and pray and just thank the Lord how many of y'all just enjoyed our kids here this morning thank you Lord well father we thank you for your grace and mercy Lord I pray that you let our light so shine before men Lord that you keep us humble Lord, that you keep us burning brightly before you. Lord, I pray that you keep us plugged in, Father, to your grace and to your mercy. Lord, I pray for 
just that spirit of revival to burn within us. Lord, on that day of Pentecost, Lord, you put a flame above every head. Lord, let us continue to burn for your glory and grace. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, listen, if you need prayer, we want to invite you. Come receive from prayer. We're coming to agreement with you this morning. Come on, if you see some of our kids, let them know how good of a job they did. Amen. Amen. Worship team's going to continue to pray for a few, play for a few minutes. If you need prayer, please come now. Amen. Oh